So that was the construction of the temple on the most part. Now let's move on to the constructions of Shlomo's palace. We'll get back to the temple. And his house, his royal palace, Shlomo built for 13 years. And you thought your construction took a long time. And he completed his entire house. It was smaller than the temple, but its construction took longer. He prioritized the temple. He built the house of the, of the forest of the Lebanon. In other words, he took the wood from there and used that to build his house. Others say it also had an ambiance of a forest. 100 cubits was its length, 50 cubits its width, and 30 cubits its height. It was built on a foundation of four rows of cedar pillars with cedar planks cut to precise length over the pillars. The house was roofed with cedar boards above on the 45 beams that were on the pillars, 15 per row. It gets very detailed. There were windows in three rows. These windows allowed sunlight to enter and were positioned as three ascending rows on both sides of the house. Aperture opposite aperture. In other words, window opposite window. On three times in each row. All the openings of the house and the doorposts at their sides were four-sided frames rather than dome-shaped with a window. He made the entrance hall of colonnade. 50 cubits was its length, 30 cubits its width, and a hall was before them, before the pillars. And there were pillars for this hall as well, and thick beams were placed upon them. He made the hall of the throne where he, the king, would judge the people, which was a hall of judgment. It was entirely covered with cedar from one side of the floor to the other side of the floor. He cut down a lot of forests. His private house where he would live was built in another courtyard within the hall, farther inward, and it was of the same construction as the rest of the palace. He would also make a special house within the palace for Pharaoh's daughter, who he married, and the house was like his hall. Although she was not his first wife, it was a politically important marriage, and he designed a separate glorious structure, especially for her. All these were built of heavy stones, like the customary measures of hoonstones, sawed precisely with saws from within and without, and from the foundation to the ceiling and from without, outside the houses until the great courtyard. The foundation was of heavy stones, large stones, stones of 10 cubits and stones of 8 cubits, one on top of the other. Above were placed heavy stones like the measure of hone stones and, were o- and also cedar wood. The great courtyard around was of three rows of hone stone and a row of cedar planks. It was built like the inner courtyard of the house of Hashem and the hall of the Lord. Now back to the temple. King Shlomo sent and took Hiram from Tyre. This was not King Hiram, but an artisan of the same name. He was the son of a widow from the tribe of Naphtali. And his father was a, a Tyrian, came from that area, who was a bronzesmith. Hiram was filled with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge to perform all craftsmanship, especially with bronze. He came to King Shlomo and performed all his craftsmanship. He was the head artisan. Hiram fashioned two bronze pillars designed solely for ornamental purposes. 18 cubits was the height of one pillar, and a 12 cubit string would circle the second pillar. In other words, the circumference of each pillar was 12 cubits, which meant its diameter was roughly 4 cubits, about 2 meters. 
not bad. Now, he also made, made screens of meshwork and carved threads of chainwork for the capitals that were on the tops of the pillars because he made two capitals of cast bronze to place on the top of the pillars. Five cubits was the height of the one capital and five cubits was the height of the second capital. And yeah, he made screens of meshwork and carved threads. He made with the pillars two rows of pomegranates all around each screen, which served to cover the capitals that were on the top of the pillars. Thus, the capitals were adorned with two rows of bronze pomegranates above the screen. And he did so for both. They were atop the pillars and pointed to the ceiling of the hall. They were made, the capitals that were on top of the pillars were made of lily work. It was shaped in the form of a six-petaled white lily, which served as the symbol of the Israelite monarchy during certain periods. The concealed capitals on the two pillars were also covered from the top, from opposite the protrusion facing the center that was the edge of the screen. Wow, this is very technical. And 200 pomegranates were arranged in two rows around the second capital. I'll share a picture of this. He erected the pillars for the entrance of the hall of the sanctuary. He erected the right pillar and he called it its name Yachin, meaning sturdy. And he erected the left pillar and he called it Boaz, also strength, Oz. Or alternatively, it was named after Shlomo's great-great-grandfather, Boaz. Who, by the way, his other name was Aftson. Iftson, actually. Um, the towering pillars were so magnificent and impressive that they were each given a name. We're going to read more about this Boaz character in the Book of Ruth. Atop the pillars was lily work, and the labor of the pillars was completed. See, the construction of these pillars was not part of the work of the temple itself. It was rather pillars that he added on his own accord in order to enhance the beauty of the temple. And each one, as you see, was a masterful piece of art.